They meet me out of my villa in Mexico. I fly them in, pick them up in a black car, private chef. I don't came up with the concepts of all their ad creatives. We've mapped out their entire campaign. We bring in the videography team. We shoot all the ads for them. We edit it for them. We might get a yacht. We might chill and sip some champagne after we finish. We get some massages. We have a great time and we get some amazing creative ads done. Welcome to the Smartest Podcast, a show that is dedicated to helping you achieve success. I'm your host, John Colderize Lawson, entrepreneur and best-selling author. In this episode, you will hear from one of the most successful people in the world. So get ready to improve yourself by learning from those who have already found success. Yo guys, what is up? This is your boy John from The Smartest Podcast, of course. And I've got another smart guy on the other side that you probably need to know. His name is Tava, and I'm going to let Tava introduce himself. So go ahead and tell him who you are and why we should listen to you. Absolutely. What's up, y'all? I'm Tavad, the idea man, because I got all the ideas, man. Um, <laughs> I develop innovative, creative marketing campaigns using both Facebook ads and art, basically what you would call performance creative, the art of using your creativity to drive increased in performances with your Facebook ads. I spent about five years on the global advertising team at Meta training some of the world's largest agencies on optimizing their campaigns, writing uh, Facebook help center articles and developing their certifications. So where in the world are you right now, sir? I am in Mexico, Playa del Carmen, one of my favorite spots. And uh, we still haven't got you out to visit at any of these places yet. So I'm still feeling some type of way. <laughs> it's working, it's working its way into the mix. Just <laughs> Trust and believe, you know the drill, man. So that's awesome. I mean, so this really is a, uh, you have the capability. I mean, you go all over the, uh, you know, world kind of and post up, do your work, you know, and uh, kind of become part of the uh, landscape there. Are you are you digging now, Playa? You're going to stay there for a minute? So Playa is like home base you know you need a, you need a home base um so i've been doing the nomad thing for about two years now they're coming up september 2020 2022 so yeah okay. two, yeah two you know two, two and months. some change right yeah and um one thing i found is it's better to have a home base right so rather than just like completely not having anything and then just go and eat a new place for month to month it's better to have a home base that you know you can always come back to and then excuse me we can edit that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm keeping that. <laughs> man, I was trying to get me down a couple of bites before I'm like hopping from one meeting. I'm like, man, I got to get a couple of bites. I must have been eating fast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, you're yeah. saying you've been, you've, it's better to have a home base just to, what, for, for just to be rooted. And it's like, uh, you know, what, what's, what, what were some of the things? that you were missing that having the home base now kind of brings back for you? 
Um, I think one is routine, you know, um, you can develop and it's good to have your own, your routines when you're traveling. But I think sometimes when you want to like, you know, I need a trainer, you know what I mean? I want, you know, certain, just kind of certain things that I want to, you know, I want to go to a particular facility or I have a particular breakfast I want to eat, you know, for my health goals or whatever that is. Right. It's a little bit more challenging especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're working at a job and you're you got meetings and you're busy you got to figure out a new place to get the food from and so it's just a lot more mechanics if it's all the time yeah, so makes sense yeah makes sense makes sense all right so let's talk about uh your old employer you know uh, okay. So what did you used to do at Meta? Uh, you know, I know you said you work with the creatives and all that kind of just give us a little background of uh, first how you got there and then where you ended up. Yeah. Wow. I was like over five years ago. Um, there was like a big content project they were onboarding a lot of people for um, and they needed support kind of looking at like you know, just the content that appears on the platform and if it, you know, works with policy. And um, I started there, did that for about seven, eight months. And then um, there was an opening on the content education team and and um, basically their responsible, their role was educating and teaching businesses on how to market on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, that fits my perfect thing. I love marketing, I love teaching people. Let me apply for that. And I got the position. And so basically my role was a couple of things. Um, one is to create the Facebook help center article. So say you're stuck and you're like business help, not the regular like Facebook, but the business help center, right? Um, to create those articles. It was really to be a subject matter expert on certain products, work directly with the engineers who build those products, right? So that's like the engineers who build Facebook ads, work with them to understand what is the information that a business owner needs to know in order to maximize use of this product? What are the new features that are coming out? What's the articles we need to write? What are the e-courses we need to develop? What are the trainings we need to build for you know, agencies that are spending multi-millions of dollars on the platform? What is the certifications that marketers need to take to prove that they understand these platforms or that they can get higher job positions or get better performance, I would be someone who would be um, either writing test questions or um, ensuring that the test questions that go out are actually accurate. Very cool. Okay. And then, so being in that environment gave you access to, uh, you know, a, a whole lot of uh, the background of how ads I don't know if it's basically how ads work, but what did you see, you know, in the ad uh, back in that maybe we wouldn't have seen? I think one is really the importance of creative, right? Most of the time, the large agencies understand this. And when you look into their, you know, even if you y'all can look at, you know, the Facebook ads library. If you go to like a, a disruptor, which is like a type of company that primarily produces revenue off of like Facebook, Instagram, think something like Purple Mattress, right? You saw their mm -hmm. ads blow up on social, right? And if you look at what their ad accounts look like, you'll see there's hundreds of different visuals and creatives, right? And then when we're looking at small businesses or even, 
you know, medium-sized econ businesses that might be producing, you know, five to 10 million, they're not optimizing on creative. They think that they're still supposed to be optimizing on things like audience, right? After iOS 14, they're like, why can't we get the results? It's because they're not focusing on the right leverage to pull anymore. Where before, right, you got to think about like AI in general and how it's introduced into this. More and more media buyers are going to be less and less of the equation, right? Facebook is aiming towards automation, meaning that soon at some point, all of the tools, you won't need some person to optimize it and do all that for you, right? They went from 11 objectives down to six objectives. That's going to continue, right? So eventually media buyers, the people who run your ads, do all the technical stuff, know all the complicated hookups and setups, eventually that person is going to be obsolete based on AI. Right. And the only thing that you're going to be able to then compete on is how dope is your content? Because Facebook and all the other tools and all the AIs are going to do such a good job at making sure the people who need to see your content will see it. So the only thing you're going to really have to compete on is your messaging, your visual, your creative, how engaging your content is. Right. And that's where people aren't competing. That's where they don't understand. They don't understand that instead of making, you know, um, uh, an account and, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, testing your audience, do that for your creative, hmm. right? Um, broaden your audiences, right? So really that's where the market is going and people have to learn that creativity now in the next frontier is going to be the lever in marketing that determines success. Interesting. So you're saying basically like, you know, uh, all the, all the uh, and I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to because you know this AI thing is 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 taking yeah. off in well but but the deal is you know it's taking off in the general public lexicon right so we're now they have this people that are not technically savvy are actually getting um, access to a chat environment right which that's that's really, you know, it's a chat environment that's on the front end of AI on the back end, right? And so right. we have these, we have these, you know, um uh conversations now and we say, well, hey, like you say, you know, AI is going to replace this, that, and the third. But in reality, AI's already replaced much of that, right? Because to get where we are today with a Facebook ad just in general. A lot of that was AI anyway, but it was the interface was not as easy as it's getting ready to be with the chat interface on the front. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like we used to have these ad guys that understood how to put enough prompts, right? Because that's what those things were kind of. Here's my creative. Here's the prompt. Put it to these audiences. Let's see which one works. You know, that kind of. So you're saying that now. A lot of that is going to be obsolete um, because Facebook wants to make it as easy as possible. Meta wants to make it as easy as possible to advertise on their platform. Is that what I'm getting? Am I getting it right? And then, Just a little bit. Give me more. Absolutely. And then all the other platforms copy Meta. So if you look at TikTok's ads manager, if you look at most of their, right, they all copy right. off each other, right? Yeah. So basically it's, that's already been in the play before all these right. people start talking about AI, right? That's our, you can already see that in the things that have come out going from 11 objectives to six objectives, mm -hmm. right? That's a huge difference in the way that Facebook has done their marketing or their, their ads platform 
for, for, for a very long time, mm-hmm. right? And so that's going to continue as the algorithms get smarter, as the, you know, when, when you have all the privacy issues, right, of being able to say this or say that, when you can remove those and not have to have someone be able to target it, but the tool knows how to do it, right? Then how do you target? You target by the visuals of the people who you know are going to relate to that creative. And an algorithm learns, oh, this group of community is really engaging with this creative versus this community. But this creative is working with this community more, right? And so that's going to be more and more important both for agencies as a whole, right? Because when they're thinking they can just do media buying and they start keep seeing those results decline like they have been, right? Because now we think about just based on a, a, a Nielsen report of 500 campaigns across all media platforms, including social, but radio, TV, et cetera, your visual or your creative is worth 47% of why someone buys, hmm. right? When I talk to large agencies that are really know their stuff and that are really doing successful in the ads platform in, in terms of meta, they're saying for them, it accounts for even more percent, right? The second most important thing is reach right at 22%. So between 47 and 22, you got 69% just based on how dope your stuff is and how many people see it. And if you think about things like the Facebook audience relevancy score, which determines in a bid environment, right? You got to think all the platforms want to show the ad that's going to perform the best to the person that they think is going to perform best to because it makes a good experience for everybody. Platform seems like they've done a good job. The, the client who's running the ads, they got a sale. The person who bought something is happy that they found something. So it's really trying to optimize for all three of these wins, right? Now, when it knows that, you know, and, and, and most people don't think about the technical aspects of, of Facebook ads on like a, a understanding in a deeper way in terms of why the system works, right? It's based on bids, right? Meaning that if you and me both put in an ad to show time, right? but my ad is doper and it's more creative and it's more visually appealing, right? And it doesn't, those aren't the things that make an ad successful. I don't want to say like, you know, just good design is what it takes a lot of different, your messaging, who you're talking to, how you phrase it, what your offer is, all of those things matter, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens is at that bid environment, Facebook is going to give it to based on who it thinks that ad is going to be more relevant to. So if we're both trying to show ad to Tom and we're in completely different industries, right? I'm not competing against just other marketers, right? We're competing against everything that once that that person's in a market for. They might've been a marketer, but also they might be a business owner. So they need marketing, but they also just had a baby. So there's an e-com business pet, uh, targeting diapers, mm. right? Whoever thinks it thinks that person is going to respond to is going to see be who sees the ad. Right. So yeah. the more engaging you make it and the more people engage in Facebook thinks, oh, just like organic content, people like, comment, buy, share, et cetera, from this, you're going to get greater reach. So that 47%, right, partially determines that 22%. Okay. So your creative is even more important than 50% of your results alone. So do you think people have, uh, uh, what, so so what's the messaging to small business owners now? Is it, do you, I, I know it's creative, right? Yes. But let's go deeper. Do you think that uh, 
people don't spend enough time on their creative? I mean, what what is the what's the missing component you see uh, most often with creatives? Now, when you say small business, because there's you know a lot of range, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, America says fifty million and under small, small. So let's say for <laughs> us, it's, it's it's in the five million and under range. Okay. How about um, that? So one, right? I think a lot of businesses under that range generally don't spend enough time in marketing at all as a whole, right? You know, there's you know. If you're under six figures, you're trying to figure out your product. Even if you're at a couple of six figures, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting that, you know, you're, you're figuring that out or you're figuring out your pipeline. You know, if you're over a couple of mil, you know, you probably got some of those things set up and you just need to scale. But neither one, none of those groups are focusing enough on marketing. And when they are, they're focusing on this huge suite of marketing, right? They're looking at their marketing like a business that's eight figure plus that can say, hey, I got a department that can manage all of these different, or I got an agency that can do all of these things. And if somebody that's just started, talking about I need to post on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, it's like, no, you don't, bro. Hmm. You just need to figure out one platform, one lane, one vehicle that works for you. And if you know that, hey, that's going to be Facebook ads, right? Then that means you're saying that, hey, I'm investing in making commercials. Right. Even if it's organic, even if it's done on your phone, even you know what I mean? But you got to think. I see I ask people a lot. Of, I ask this question to a lot of folks. I said, if you had the opportunity to run a TV, a TV commercial, would you run whatever you're running on social media right now? <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, would you? Does anybody like, ever what? say yes? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> it's like, this is what they usually do. They'd be like. Hmm. that's the face they make right they're like dang and i'm like why would you run it on social when social media has the same reach as tv right of course depending on how much you're spending but it's the same impact right right, right? so i think about everybody runs a flyer and it's like okay but you got audio visual moving all these different things that you could use as a part of this commercial and you chose to make it stale, mm. right? So what you have to compete on is what type of content performs really well organically. How do I come up with content, right? Some can be the polished ads, some can be more organic content of just kind of talking or making engaging content that's funny. But you got to think about when you're, at, when you're looking at your phone and you're scrolling and you're looking at an ad, yeah. I always like to tell people the thing that came right before your ad is that person's most favorite comedian telling a hilarious joke. And then they scrolled a little bit and then they saw your flyer and you only are running one flyer to test. And then after that, they scroll a little bit more and they see me in the Bahamas on a jet ski or whatever, eating a coconut. And you're sandwiched between those two pieces of content. And you think your thing is so engaging, so amazing, so tight, that people no, are going to click no, away from those two. No, they don't. They don't. That you know what? You actually are hitting on the whole thing right there. They actually don't believe that. And that's what they need to start with. I don't I don't get it. I'd be like, yeah. You know, they, they'll pay, they'll pay somebody to run their, they'll pay thousands of dollars thousands. To, somebody, to run somebody to run their ads. 
the flyer, right? the flyer. <laughs> and they won't spend several thousand dollars on making some good commercials. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, the person who runs their ads don't even know that 50% of their results don't even come from them. Oh, you okay, ask, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying, I see what you're media, saying. It's, media, media buyers, buyers typically don't know that half their results, right? And media buyers for y'all are people who run ads, right? Mm -hmm. They're a technical person. They're a systems, technical, metrics, boxes, squares type of person, right? They set up a tool, a technology. Imagine putting the computer geek, not calling everybody, I'm a computer geek too, right? But imagine putting the computer geek in front of the stage to deliver an eloquent speech that moves people's hearts. He don't even know that you need to have that. He's just like, look, I put the lights on, I made sure all the sound equipment was set up, the stage curtains open when they were supposed to, which is all a part of the show. But imagine right. if you didn't have talent. Right, right. So that no matter so how matter good if... he does his job. <laughs> you ain't got uh, no singer, bro. All right. Gotcha. right. But if you got a great singer, and you don't have all the lights and the fanfare, who still wins? The person with the lights and the fanfare, I guess. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know. No, I think no, if, no. If you if you think if you think say there's a show and you got all the lights, but there's no singer, or just right. the person is garbage. They just yep. get on and they're like, right? Or someone else who doesn't have all these cool, you know, lights, but they yeah, can yeah, sing yeah. their butt off. Yeah. Right? Who is the streets gonna talk about? Uh Probably the, uh, uh, yeah, let's say that they're going to talk about the guy without all the, well, you know, uh, whistles and bells, but he's got the talent, you know. They're going to okay. share, they're going to talk about the talent. The okay. other one requires a heck more money to put in behind that artist. If you're thinking about like if you're an A&R and you have a great artist and a terrible artist, you got to spend so much more money to get that terrible artist popular than you would if they were great. Same thing okay. with a bad ad. You got to spend a whole bunch more money to try to get the same results than if you just made something that was engaging. Got it. All right. So now I'm I'm ready to, you know, get serious about my creatives. Where does the idea man come in? Oh, holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's the process like with you, though? I mean, it's like, how do, how, do, how, do, how do customers work with you to really amplify their creatives? So it depends, right, um, on your size. So if, if, if you're, you know, I'm not going to give size ranges, but I'll say some of how my premium clients work with me and then how, you know, my kind of like new starting businesses are working with mm -hmm. me, right? So. Premium clients, they actually get a luxury retreat where we shoot and edit all their ads and creatives for them. So basically, they meet me out of my villa in Mexico. I fly them in, pick them up in a black car, private chef. I done came up with the concepts of all their ad creatives. We've mapped out their entire campaign. We bring in the videography team. We shoot all the ads for them. We edit it for them. We might get a yacht. We might chill and sip some champagne after we finish. We get some massages. We have a great time and we get some amazing creative ads done, right? I'm really focused on pushing the edge of creativity when it comes to your ads. So how do we mix in mixed art? How do we mix in poets, hip hop, art, dancing, 
Um, how do we mix in all of these things in a performance manner? It's not just being about being a good videographer, being creative. It's understanding that three seconds, seven seconds, and 11 seconds are your biggest drop-off points on a video ad. And therefore, you need to put certain things at each of those times in order to keep people's attention watching longer. Okay, tell me what those things are, Sue. <laughs> give, me some, give me some hints. Hold on. Let me, I got my pen. You said 3, right. 7, 11 yes. are very important points, right? So right. what do we need at point three? What At three seconds, what do I need to do? That's your most important. So this is one thing I tell people. The most important aspect of your whole Facebook campaign uh, is the first three seconds of your commercial, hmm. Hmm. right? Because that's their deciding point is if they are going to watch or not. Yeah. If they say no to that one question. Am I going to watch? You get, then you're done. It, if they don't watch a little bit, if they don't watch past the three seconds, they never click. If they never click, they never read your landing page. If they never read your landing page, they never become a lead. If they don't so become a lead, they don't come to the webinar. Three seconds is the hook. Boom. You got to hook them in three seconds. What's happening at seven seconds? Right. So hook means either visually stimulating something like, whoa, uh, a headline that's captivating, some kind of tip, some advice, some negative thing that impact that might happen if they don't take X, something that's like, whoa, I need to at least check and see what the heck this person is talking about. And it should connect with who the audience is that you're talking to. Fabulous. Right? That's for your three seconds. Seven seconds, you need to kind of hook them in with some of the pain points. Hmm right? What is a pain point that they might be experiencing? That way they're like, oh, okay, well, this is for me. I do have that pain. Basically, you're trying to breadcrumb them. Just listen to a little bit more, <laughs> right? Okay. Most okay. people start off their videos with some long, drawn out, boring, hey, everybody, my name is Tava. And you know, if you want to increase your marketing, I've got some tips for you, right? Versus running ads, if you're missing this one thing, it's basically like throwing all your money away. Got right. it. Wow. Yes, I am running ads. What is this thing he's talking about that if I don't know, I might be wasting my money. I need to watch a couple more seconds. Right. You also at each of those times, you want to put something visual. Right. Um, it's also important to know that up to 85 percent of people are watching Facebook and Instagram with no sound. That's, uh, yes. So when it's, when I'm scrolling, there's probably no sound and I have to take an action to turn the sound on. So it needs to be, okay, got it. Very good. Right. Cause think about it. why, why people in church scrolling on Instagram in the back, why the pastor saying hallelujah. Right. Mm. Or they, they, they in a meeting when they're not supposed to be scrolling. You know what I mean? They, they, they somewhere where they, they on public trans. Right. So the sound's off. Now imagine, right? This is why I say creative optimization is so huge. Imagine mm -hmm. you create a whole ad campaign, purchase a media buyer to run your ads, set up all your funnels, do everything, and it's a video of you talking and there ain't no captions. So they miss and all up, that. At any given time, up to 85% of people watching it with no sound. Where is your results going? huge swaths of your results and then if you don't even have a good hook on top of that <laughs> okay i like this so how about number 11 
11. Yeah, let's take on that. I want to, I want to, because we got the hook, we got the pain and the connection. And now 11 seconds in, what do we need? So 11 seconds is typically a little variable. Okay. okay. Um, usually I try to do something visual or just kind of shocking or just mm -hmm. engaging. In terms of your, what you're talking about or your copy, it also looks different for services versus e-com, right? So this is more longer kind of talking ones, but if you're e-com, then you can do, you know, a five second ad that's just a use, uh, uh, you know, you using your product, right? But in a cool visual way or in a boomerang or something like that with just, you know, a cool headline, right? And that works because if you look at, um, one of the metrics on Facebook is like 15 second continuous like video views, right? And basically that just means how many people have basically through play, how many people have watched a full 15 seconds. It's optimizing because it understands that most people are gonna watch up to 15 seconds and maybe not too much more. So mm. a lot of people are running ads that are two and three minutes long, not understanding that the reason that Facebook has that metric is because that's what most people do. So I always recommend at least one asset in your campaign. And this is why it's so important to have multiple different creatives, right? And for different parts of the funnel is to have a 15 second asset in there, right? Mm -hmm. So that, because at that 11 seconds where they're thinking about dropping off, if there's right. only a short amount of time left, they'll stay around. If it is going to be longer than that, then you just mm -hmm. need to put some kind of engagement hook in there, whether it be visual or, or audio that's captivating to keep them watching. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So now we got four specific numbers I'm, and I'm really digging this whole thing. The three second hook. <laughs> this is what I wrote down right now because I love it. Yeah. The three seconds, definitely got to hook them in. Seven seconds, really start connecting with them through the pain point or what the challenges and, you know, really almost like letting them, letting them understand that you understand, you know, what it is that your product can help them with and help them solve. I like that. And then 11 seconds, I really dig this one. It's like something visually shocking or engaging. So it's, uh, 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 you know, and that's, that's broad, but I get it because it's going to help hook them in to watching it all the way through the 15 seconds, which is actually considered a view on, uh, Facebook and there's a reason for that because that's on average. Okay. Yep. Yep. I like it. <laughs> we drop it. Hey, look. And that's the impact of uh performance creative. Yeah. Right. That is your your biggest lever for optimizing Facebook ads is your creatives. And that's the thing that people don't understand. They think it's one more button. They think because iOS 14 or they think because of, you know, the Europe policy changes that have blocked some of the targeting features that mm -hmm. now you can't get results. And that's not the case. It's just what got you results before, because there was so much less competition. You could put trash creative out and have it perform really well because there wasn't much competition. Mm. Right. But 10 years ago, people like my mom weren't running Facebook ads. Right. Right. There were big companies, you know what I'm saying? So you could, like, the gig is up, though. Everybody knows it's the sauce now, right? So that's how you got to think of it. You got to compete on that level. And you're not competing against other businesses. You're competing against other content creators Everything. and influencers. Everything. 
like you said, hey, you're competing with the comedian, you're competing with people that are on the island, you know, getting their toes did, you know, I mean, all these crazy, crazy, all of that is competition. And your creative mm -hmm. has to rise above all of that stuff. Man, so yeah. when we want to deal with the idea, man, we need the idea, man. Where do they go to find you and follow you, sir? Yeah, so on Instagram, it's Tava the Idea Man. On TikTok, it's Tava the Idea Man. Um, YouTube is Inspired Media, N-S-P-I-R-E-D, Media. Uh, website is inspiredmedia.com, um, N-S-P-I-R-E-D, Media.com. Um, and as I said, you know, the, the, my premium clients work with me and that level within a retreat or we're going to shoot and make all their creatives for them. My small business clients either are doing one of two things. Um, they're doing a one-on-one -on -one creative strategy session with me where I'm going through and auditing their current entire uh, marketing campaigns. And I'm giving them recommendations and saying, hey, fix this, 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 and this. These are things you need to do. Here's a couple concepts for your ads. Here's some apps that you can use to go shoot them. Go ahead and do it. And then let me review it when you finish. Most people work with me like that. Or they take my two-day Facebook ads intensive, where for two days, I basically train you on this, the same kind of level of training that we would give internally to some of the most advanced agencies in the world. I'm training small businesses on some of those same kind of tools, tips, tactics, and strategies um, that can really move them ahead, both on the media buying and how we set up things and on how you make your own really dope, high converting performance creative. Awesome. And you know what? Hey, here's the last question, because I always ask this question to people at the end of the interview, but what question did I not ask you that I should have? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't think I was ready. <laughs> What I have for breakfast this morning, that's not interesting enough. <laughs> Where I'm going next, you know, that's all hey, people want to Hey, if we covered it all, we covered it all. <laughs> that's good. I just want to make sure um, I didn't leave no crumbs on the table, man. Shoot. I would say you could ask me about where the future of marketing is going. Oh, fantastic. So where do you see the future marketing going to Va? I think more and more is going to lean more and more heavily into content, right? And what I mean by that is going to go beyond just, you know, you got to think marketing has always been traditionally some good content that you enjoy, pattern interrupt with an ad that hopefully you like or you want, and then back to the content, you know, your scheduled mm -hmm. daily program. Right, whether it's TV, whether it's radio, Pandora, Spotify, Hulu, Netflix, whatever, mm -hmm. and you're trying to get out of ads, right? As a consumer, you're like, dang it, if they, I would pay if they would just stop targeting me with ads, right? Which is a lot of people's business model, right? right. As people start and begin to understand how important content is, and that that is the biggest lever of your success, right? Eventually, it'll be like product placement to the max. The content will be the ads themselves. They won't be any different. They'll be synonymous. 
So the companies, the, the products, the things, the people who want to market will create the shows. They'll create the, the mm. songs. They'll create, right? So you got to think about before the artist would create a song and then they would give all this free branding to whatever clothing line they would wear. Mm -hmm. In the future, when they work with me, the idea man, and the clothing line comes to me, I would build the campaign by bringing in the artists who are going to make the song about the clothing line and make the song be an organic hit, not realizing that the whole thing is an ad. And that'll be true for music, for movies, for shows, for games. All of these mediums will actually become the ad. And that's the transformation I'm looking to bring into the world. Awesome. Well, there you got it, guys. I mean, the idea man's dropping some serious ideas on us about how to really think about creative and pull it all together for the future of advertising and marketing. Tavon, it was absolutely wonderful talking to you, man. Likewise, man, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it was awesome, man. You know, and um, definitely guys, you need to follow up with Tavon. Uh, you've got his contact information. So go out, do it. But if nothing else, make your stuff a little bit better than the rest of these folks out here, man, because that is where you're going to actually end up winning in this marketing game. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. We out of here for now. Say peace, Tava. <laughs> peace, y'all. Idea man peace. out. <laughs>